Urban Spelunking is supported by Landmark Credit Union. Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, last week, Bobby, we were talking about the whale wall in uh, <laughs> downtown Milwaukee, something that is no longer with us. And we're kind of keeping that theme going this week, talking about a school that was just torn down in Wauwatosa. This is the former uh, McKinley School between 89th and 90th on Meineke. And this was a, a building that was built in 1930, a handsome Handsome school, you know, yeah, had that, that yeah. terracotta details. So uh, let's just start with like why this was torn down in the first place and why why there was this push to replace this school. Yeah, well, you know, um, a couple of years ago, Tosa held a referendum. They put out sort of a pro- proposal and held some meetings and suggested doing repairs to some school buildings and tearing down and replacing other school buildings. And the referendum passed. And this was one of the buildings that was slated to be torn down rather than upgraded and repaired. Communities um, are having this... this uh, wrestling with this question a lot, right? Like yeah. what to do with these aging school buildings. And in this case, the voters of Wabatosa passed this referendum. Yeah, yeah. And so this is a twin to a building uh, called Roosevelt, uh, almost exactly a mile east. Okay. Um, and they decided to keep Roosevelt. So there must have been differences in the conditions of the buildings that because Roosevelt was kept and some upgrade work is being done there. This one and a couple others are being torn down. Still some others were being renovated also. And so this one, they built the new building over the last couple of years on the playground side. They were building the new building right alongside, so there would be no gap. Is yeah, which is, yeah, which is common. A lot of school buildings, like when you see the replacement buildings, they're right next to where the yeah. the original building was. Because and, th- and this school was open until just this last June, right? Yeah. It just yeah. closed the end of the school year. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's tough because a lot of people who have memories of the place are sad to see it go. Sure. But, you know, I think... Um, the Tosa voters spoke, and this is this is what they decided to do. And I will say that one of the main issues that a lot of people had with tearing this building down, beyond nostalgia and the feeling that yeah. you have if you went there or your parents went there or grandparents, um, was that there was this terracotta on the outside and some a little bit of ironwork on the outside, and then inside there was some beautiful tile work. So people were worried that you know that was a shame to lose all that. So they did actually pull a lot of that stuff out of the building and they reused the ironwork um, at the entrance of like the computer lab in oh, the cool. building. They saved uh, they saved some of the tile and they they put those up in the new building. So the new building, and you can see in my story too, there's a bunch of pictures of how some of that stuff was saved and installed in the new building. Yeah, this is a, a debate as old as time, right? Like what to do with these school buildings and and the community really does decide the fate yeah. oftentimes of these buildings. I, I, for me, I can say like, you know, I, I went to a, like a small school and it was the same students K through eight. So yeah. I had the same, the same classmates and looking back, like I didn't love my school experience. I, you know, I wasn't like super attached to it, but even the idea of like my grade school being bulldozed today, I think I would feel a little nostalgic. Oh, I, I would totally, you know, I would like, totally feel that way. I'd want to go grab a brick or something. And it was cool that they did that. For they this did project, that at right? McKinley, right. There was a, there was a day that you could come by and they would give you a souvenir brick, which was nice. Yeah. We're going to continue the conversation next on Urban Spelunking, more about that debate and more about the, the new school that's replacing it coming up next. Support for 88.9 Radio Milwaukee comes from your membership and Landmark Credit Union. Landmark Credit Union is proud to support Urban Spelunking and is proud to have been guiding members with financial options since 1933. 
information about membership is at LandmarkCU.com. Landmark Credit Union. If now isn't quite the right time for a monetary contribution to support Radio Milwaukee, keep in mind you can always donate a vehicle you no longer need. Cars, trucks, motorcycles, we accept all types. Pickup is easy, and your gift could be worth hundreds of dollars in support. That's hours of music and stories for you to enjoy. Get your donation started at RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars. And we are back on Urban Spelunking in Wauwatosa at the former McKinley School. Now, the new school is also called McKinley or no? Yeah, it yeah is. it's okay, just so. a new McKinley building that's literally next to, right next door to the – so now the, the the playground of the old McKinley is now the new McKinley and the site of the old McKinley will be the playground for the new McKinley. So just a little swap, a little round Yeah, round which was on. common because yeah. whenever you would do that with schools, you wanted to be able to keep the school open so you'd build the school next to it. You know, like Milwaukee High School of the Arts, for example, is a perfect example. Uh, West Division was on that field that's right next to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they just flip-flopped. I think we've talked about that a few times on on Urban Spelunking as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, we, we mentioned that this was passed by a referendum, and, and the voters of Wauwatosa had the chance to weigh in on on this whole thing. And this was this was a plan that affected this school and others. Yeah. And there was a little bit of debate about this, as any public project uh, would attract. So what was some of the reaction from the community? Well, I'm going to guess that the reaction that I got to my story when I posted it somewhat reflects their reaction just in the community as a whole. And it's just like, well, we talked about with the Wailing Wall is that you have – it's subjective, right? Right. I mean, there's some people who love this old building because they had a connection to it, because they just love old buildings. Um, They went there maybe. Their parents went there or whatever. Um, and you know, I get that. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm as nostalgic for old schools as anybody. I was just gonna say I can't picture Bobby was like excited um, to see this schoolhouse get torn down. No, of course not. Of course not. Um and then there are people though I'm that think, you know, we build these sort of purposeful buildings for a specific purpose, right? I mean, we build it to educate our children as best as we can possibly educate our children. If it's determined by the powers that be and accepted via a referendum by the people that this building is no longer doing that, then it's time for it to go, right? I mean, these these are sort of the these are the two extremes yeah. on this. Yeah, you know? two schools of thought, right? So yeah. it's like and and I mean, I don't know how you ever sort of bridge that. I mean, you can maybe convince a few people to sort of move to the middle, but um, this is one I'm I'm sure in the middle of because you know me, I love the old building. I'd love to see that building stay. Um, but as a parent of school age children, I can't argue against providing children with like a completely up to date modern building either. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 t- a, it's a tough debate. I'm sure it's uh, a difficult position to be in from a planning perspective too. Yeah. And people want, you know, I think a lot of people would say, well, why couldn't you make that building have all of the modern stuff, you know, but technology wise and learning environment wise, the way they you know, back then, classroom, you did a classroom, 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 and now they're much more, schools have much more sort of open approach mm. to how, you know, maybe you have classrooms that you can open up and make a bigger classroom so you can interact better, like all these sorts of things. But it would cost a lot of money to do that. Right. You know, did, or were, if if for argument's sake it costs twice as much, would people have been willing to have their taxes go up by twice as much to do that? Most, I would think, no matter where you stand on this issue, I'm guessing most people would say no. 
Right. Yeah. It's it, there definitely gets to be a tipping point where it just doesn't make sense. And we yeah, talked about right. a lot of buildings um, on urban spelunking where the the investors or the, de- or the developers are trying to answer that very question. It's like how much can we really put into this where it makes sense for us? And some buildings are easier, like like the Bus- the Bucyrus campus that we were at. You know that they completely rehab that whole thing. You yeah, know, the yeah. top to bottom. We talked about that. Maybe that doesn't always make sense for a school where there's, you know, technology and there's... Well, and it's being funded by taxpayers, yeah. right? So you have to always... Thing, right, right yeah. you have to always... I mean, the Busiris thing is not a taxpayer-funded project, so if you willing, if you find investors willing to do it, that's great. But when you're, you know, a custodian of the public dime, <laughs> so to speak, you have to you have to make these decisions that aren't always, pop, are always popular. Sure. So what's the new school going to entail? I mean, is it is it complete now or is it almost open? Um, it is. Com- it's going to open this school year. Okay, so it's so it, right it's in place. It's got to be pretty close. Maybe there's a punch list of little things to to finish up, but I would think it's it's uh, pretty much done. Um, it was designed by Plunkett Racich, which does tons of school buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, so they know what they're doing in terms of they know what all the up to date technology stuff is, what the you know learning environments, layouts, that sort of stuff. And I mean, I think it's an attractive enough building. And I mean, it's, you know, I won't walk past it and say that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But to be honest, I didn't think that of the old building. I thought the old building was beautiful. I liked it. But it wasn't like a jaw-droppingly beautiful yeah. building. Um, and to me, this one is sort of the modern-day equivalent of that. And, um, it's it's nice. It's handsome. Uh, some people in comments said, well, it looks like it could be a bank or it looks like it could be a health clinic as, as those were, I, that's an insult, I guess. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. What a disgusting health clinic. <laughs> um, Nasty bank. I, I'm not sure how the use uh, necessarily makes it attractive or not. But, um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be nice. And the picture, I have not gotten inside of it yet. But the pictures I've seen of it, it looks, it looks beautiful. Um, I mean, I think kids going there are going to probably get a pretty great experience, you know. And, uh, again, this also comes up because my kids attended a school that was – Built in 1887 and is still okay. operating. Yeah, and I think they got a fabulous education in that building, um, without, you know, all of the modern conveniences you get in a building built in 2021. Um, and as a lot of commenters said, what matters is the teachers, right? I mean, it, yeah. it's the it's the atmosphere, it's the teachers, it's the curriculum, it's just the caringness of the community, all of that sort of thing. I mean, it's you know our our school building had the ability to kind of teach kids about. You, you know, you could sort of show them where in Milwaukee history this building fit. So it yeah, offered opportunities sure. like mm-hmm. that that you wouldn't have, say, in a brand new building. But they also there were shortcomings. There sometimes wasn't enough space. There, you know, the wires for the computers had to be run along the hallways. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, so there's pluses and minuses on both sides. Yeah, definitely no one size fits all for this stuff. Right. So the the deconstruction of the old school is completely done, right? Completely done. And there was that we mentioned that little chance for people to come by and grab a brick. From, yes. Which is that. I, which I was out of town cool. at the time, so I couldn't go see how that turned out. But I'm guessing they they probably gave a fair few bricks away. And the new school will be opening in time for the next school year. Mm-hmm. Um, and between now and then, it's just kind of last little details. Yeah, I um, imagine, right? It looks like the landscaping is installed, and it looks pretty much ready to go. So. Yeah, I run past there pretty often, and I've seen workers still out and about, so they're doing various little bits. Yeah. And it, you mentioned in the story that that there's going to be some kind of grand opening event, but the date is still unclear. So Yeah, yeah. that at, uh, the date was not yet set. Uh, but what's interesting is that at that uh, ribbon cutting ceremony, they are going to open the time capsule 
oh. that was put into the original McKinley building in 1930 and that they pulled out of it when they were tearing it down. Wow. So that'll be interesting to see what's inside there. Love a good time capsule. Those are just oh, like, just by definition, always interesting. Yeah, right? yeah, I can't wait. And they told me they'll let me know what's in it if if I'm if I'm not actually there to see it myself. So I will share that. Okay, we'll have to follow up and keep an eye on that. Well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts anywhere you find podcasts. You can also go to radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Find all of our podcasts there. And while you're listening to this on whatever platform you're listening to, click the little info box and get a direct link to Bobby's story. You can find pictures, history, and on this story, he's got some um, embeds from social media, too, so you can kind of see the project through. That's at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast and right on the info box where you're listening right now. While you're at it, please do rate and subscribe to the podcast as well. We're always bringing you new content every week from all around the city. Bobby, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. Urban Spelunking is supported by Landmark Credit Union.